Welcome, soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and today we are joined by Jared and Sharon. First, let's go over to you, podcast mom. I know you've been running around, so let's let's have you go first. How's it going? Hey, all good. All good here in the Elk Grove, the 95624. Everything is hanging right. And I'm looking forward to talking today with everybody about uh, the signings that have happened for Soccer Republic, as well as some of the guys that are not coming back and some of the guys that got re-signed and you know all the potential that we've got going on so it's good to hear both of your voices love seeing you on the pod um jared how are you doing tossing it your way Uh, i'm doing excellent i'm already looking forward to next month the full schedule drops all 34 matches a full season already have the uh, playoff formats we're gonna go into that in just a little bit here but everything's going good here here in the desert how about you, Luis? Everything is, is going pretty good over here. Uh, as we all know, it's getting pretty cold every night and all that. But we're in holiday season mode right now, and, and I'm really excited for that. And super excited for all the signings that we've seen the Republic do. And that's in part why we titled this episode The Sac Republic Gifts, because they've been throwing all these gifts at us, and there's a lot more to come. We were originally going to record this uh, yesterday, and we got another signing today. So, luckily, we were able to mention the signing that we just got. So cool! Yeah, yeah. So what's what's funny is we now have to have two subs, three if you have the goalkeeper as sub. You you know maybe they can play on the field, so we can basically. <laughs> Feel the team. It's going to be a little funky, but we got it now. We can we can put some guys on the field, right? Yeah, we got it. We got a starting eleven at least. And if, if you don't <laughs> have that, and you gain your preseason, then you start to worry. So, thankfully, I mean they're all coming all at once, but it's it's all it's all coming together. So it's really good to see that. So as Jared was saying earlier today, we're going to be talking about. All the different signings that that we got. Uh, unfortunately, one player not returning. Uh, we're going to be going through each player in detail. We actually have the uh, wiki page for each one, so that's where we're getting all of our statistics and all that. So hopefully, all that is accurate. But we'll be going over some of those things there. Uh, we'll also be looking at the new format for the USL Championship next year. Uh, good news on that front because we are finally going to go away from that group format that we had in the last two years that was really weird and we're going back to normality on on that front and then finally we're also going to be looking at the u.s open cup for next year there's been an update on dates on when all that's going to go down and if we potentially do play in the open cup then we have dates for that so we'll be going over these three things so let's go ahead and get started so before we actually talk about some of the signings that we got recently, we have to start with the sad news. And that is that one of our favorite players from the last couple of years is not coming back. And I felt really sad when I found out about it. Uh, but the words he mentioned in the letter that he did were actually really nice. And he was super grateful for all the experiences that he went through here with Sac Republic. And that is Dark Formella. Um, so what you two think about when we found out that he was not coming back? Did you guys see it coming or what? I kind of thought I, you know, it's funny. I, I, I felt that it was coming because once he went back to Poland, you know, he, he went home. And oftentimes when that sort of thing happens, when they, when they go home, you know, the heartstrings pull on and who knows, you know, what, what he was going to find to do, you know, as he got back there and who knows what was said, behind the scenes, you know, as far as what was to be expected of him, if he did stick around here, but he's been two years away from home for, you know, if not more. And that's a long time to be away from the, you know, the heart of his family. So I, I, I I understand it. You know, we've seen other players do the same thing, you know, when they've been gone away from their home country and they're here by themselves. Plus he's married now. And, you know, the, the writing was on the wall. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's life, you know, as a soccer player. I mean, when things off the field happen, uh, especially with what he's had to go through, unfortunately, you know, you have to make decisions. They're never going to be easy decisions. And 
ultimately he listened to his heart. I mean, how I went, went through something a, a little similar uh, about uh, in 2020. I mean, with, with my dad as well. So I, I know, you know, how it feels be, being just out in the middle of somewhere and not really having, you know, your birth family uh, there with you. So I totally get his decision. I mean, it, it would be great to have had him for 2022, but really, you know, he, he's got to do what he has to do. I mean, it's, it's his heart overhead and hopefully things get better for him in Poland. And he already knows that he's got, he's got a home in Sacramento. So, you know, wish him uh, all the best uh, for, for him. Yeah. And he did a lot for for us. I mean, there's a lot of uh, memorable goals that, that he scored and, he was always the guy that would give it his all on the pitch, right? If there was a bad call, he's, he was the first to, like, call the referee out on it. I remember a couple of different moments this last season, and you always like those kind of players, right, that, like, they they get right into the game. Any bad call, they're right there pointing it out. They're making sure that they give it their all in all the games. And so uh, he definitely did that, and... You know, we are going to miss him a lot, but we wish him the best of luck, just as we always do with any player that leaves Sac Republic. And we'll be watching whatever game he has going on. Yeah. <laughs> with whatever team may be back home. We're going to be watching a lot of the guys that aren't around any longer, you know, wherever they get signed. Um, I know a couple of our guys are still in town, KB and I think Jordy, they're still around and in town and training and, you know, doing some things. But, you know, we're all going to be watching to see what Pete does. He got signed. Um, in Finland again so we're watching him and I don't know if anybody still watch, uh, watches uh, Harris uh, Horopolis <laughs> I can't I'll butcher his last name but you know we do keep an eye on on the guys that have come and played with us and that's the beauty of the sport of soccer and the family is so small you know we're 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 keeping an eye on Drew Skandrich all the players that have come through Sac Republic we're, we watch them and there's some guys that you kind of quickly forget about but that's okay and, you know, Derek is going to be one of our favorites that we're going to continue to watch. But I want to talk about whether or not we're signing Tucker Bone. I don't want him to switch subjects, but I'm switching it. Um, he's still out there on the bubble. Haven't heard a peep about what's going on with Tucker. So uh, do you guys think it would be a good thing to bring him back in? I mean, I haven't I don't know if he's, you know, his physical therapy is working out really well. What do you guys think about Tucker? I really hope we keep him. I mean, he he was such a spark plug uh, right off the bench uh, before he got injured last season. I mean, if if he can stay healthy, I mean, there's no telling uh, what he can do. And I mean, it, there's a reason why we uh, plucked him from Reno. I mean, with, with all the opportunities and all the goals that he scored, hopefully it'll translate to, to Republic FC uh, even further. But once again, as long as he's got to stay healthy, and that's really something you can't really help uh, much about. But I just hope we get to keep Tucker. We need we need him badly. Yeah, yeah, and I know I know Luis liked him too. I know Luis like he likes he likes watching uh, um, some of these strikers that are really good with the ball at their feet. And we were surprised at how well Tucker did with the ball at his feet. You know, it's kind of sometimes a little bit shocking when when it's not like um, a certain player like from Europe. They're known to be really good with the ball at their feet, and I think the American players, American raised uh, soccer players, are getting much, much better uh, with the ball at their feet. We're, we're seeing it with some of the academy guys coming in. Um, so it's great. And speaking of balls at their feet, um, Carlos Saldana, our goalkeeper, I mean, he's going to be big time coming back, resigned for us. Luis, what do you think? I think it's good that we actually finally announced that we'll have a goalkeeper. <laughs> because <laughs> we were worried, right? We were like, if they don't announce it, are we going to start talking about an outfield player stepping in or <laughs> you guys that's that's the story of emmer clementa he had to step in gold i mean this was way a long time ago but and it might have been just a practice game but yeah that stuff has been known to happen <laughs> but that's funny keep going Luis. yeah no i, I think it, it was good that they did that and you know of course now we know we have another goalkeeper and whatnot but it's good to make sure that you have that goalkeeper already set because it's going to be a long preseason and you want him to be in tip-top shape for that first game because we know we haven't had the best of luck with goalkeepers in past years, right? With injuries, with 
mistakes made. Uh, I have to bring back banana hands because <laughs> he's not here anymore, but we still have to mention that part. But, you know, you're prone to going through those things again. So you want to make sure that you have goalkeepers that are ready for whenever they're needed. And if there's any rotation that it happens, that it, it, it's all done well. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's interesting. If anybody listened to the podcast, I think they interviewed um, Carlos or they were talking to him and there was something about food. And it's like, whenever the guys <laughs> mentioned, you know, it's like, what's your off season going to be like? Well, you know, I got to remember to stay away from the tamales. I think that was one of the things that he said, you know, for, for the holidays. <laughs> Do you guys he remember can, listening? He can send them to Arizona. I mean, we're, we're, <laughs> we're always glad to uh, partake in tamale disposal, especially me. <laughs> 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 yeah, Luis, I don't know. Your holidays are coming up. Um, you know, you're going to have a nice Christmas day with your family, I'm sure. It, it, will, there be t- will there be tamales on Christmas Day? Yeah, and the homemade kind as well. <gasps> um, so as we speak, uh, the preparations are, are beginning. Yeah, we should have some for Friday. <laughs> Dear, that's just, that's just, so, so Carlos, I think we can relate to the fact that the holidays is one of the things you got to figure out how to push yourself away from the table so that you can, you know, you don't have as hard of a road to go for fitness. Cause that was one of the things I think I may have asked, or somebody asked how you're going to stay fit over the, you know, the off season. <laughs> I think food came up for him and, you know, State of the Republic podcast is also <laughs> state of the food. I don't know. We, we always digress there's always chat about food right we always go yeah it's that damn it's that damn tamale season all 365 (laughs) days of it oh so luis emil you and i both love emil and i know jared does well does as well so getting him resigned how did that feel for you it felt great right we've talked about it before the when we went to the meet the team event, you and I shared and uh, the guy just seemed like he was super motivated to play for Sacramento. And especially after we pointed out that we want players who can play for the crest. Right. And he could tell, right. That we were really uh, wanting that to happen. And the fact that we can have him for a full year is going to be really interesting because he came to us half season and, uh, you know, not that, you know, any player that comes to us mid season won't ever do well, but, it's just not the same, right? When you can actually have a good preseason, get to know your teammates better, and they could understand you because he brings a different energy onto the pitch, right? He brings the South American play. And a lot of uh, North Americans, right, they kind of need to understand how that play works. And some Europeans as well, to, uh, uh, that too. And so if you have all that preseason to uh, kind of figure him out, figure all that out, I think it's going to be really great. And so I'm really excited to see uh, a new version, I think, of Emil Cuello because the team will actually better understand him and all that. So, yeah, great, great decision by the team to to resign him. And, and thank you, San Antonio, for not actually signing him back. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for not fighting hard for him because I think he's a better fit for us. Oh, dear. Um, Jared earlier had mentioned <laughs> something about East Coast, and we're going to get into it now where uh, Luis is, has uh, teed up a lot of the new signings. And I love the fact that Jared said, boy, we've got something about the East Coast. What's with the East Coast? So let's go. Yeah, let's go right to it, too. So. What Jared wanted to make in reference to that is that we've gotten a lot of new signings that have plenty of, um, you know, East Coast experience. <laughs> and uh, that's quite interesting. And it'd be almost uh, something to ask uh, maybe Coach Todd, right? Like, Honor. Did you Connor. Guys, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Connor. Yeah. <laughs> we need to come up with the catchphrase, right? Like, ask Connor. <laughs> ask Connor. Oh, oh, like, I should do like a soundbite or something. <laughs> So he, he's listening. He's oh like, oh, God. here he goes. Yeah, oh, um, you should. That would be awesome, Luis. We got to figure out that, that specialty soundbite that's just for Connor. Uh, yeah, be I'll, awesome. I'll look through the sound and see what I can find. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to, to see what what went on there, right? Were they maybe scouting more on, on the East Coast? And, and why is it that they 
emphasized more on, on that side. But either way, right, as long as we get great players, it doesn't matter where where they come from around the country. But uh, it, it, that's really good. But we just thought that was an interesting uh, thing that's been kind of going around. Jared mentioned, and, and he'll follow up on this, they just have to get used to our weather. <laughs> that's our true. Weather. That's true because uh, there's less humidity. They will have to get used to the occasional smoke. Other than that, you know, but <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. sure they're not going to complain much, right? Oh, the smoke. So, oh. so for you guys, if you happen to pick up and listen, all you guys. So yes, we have earthquakes, but you know, we're it's bearable. <laughs> yes, we have <laughs> we have fire fires. California and the West Coast is burning. It's it's true. And we have stinking hot, dry heat in the <laughs> in the summertime. And then we have like not the torrential downpours that you get on the East Coast, but we have weird rain and it gets cold. It's cold rain. And then we also are two hours from Tahoe. You can ski all the way up through April, May, whatever. And you're not even two hours from the beach. So go figure. Sacramento is perfect. Well, except <laughs> for the heat and the fires and sometimes the earthquakes. All right. Yeah, here's to no fire smokes canceling games anymore, please. That, <laughs> that that was a horrible thing. And yeah, I, I like the rain. When it comes to all these like fires and all that, I do like the rain. It puts out the smoke. So <laughs> there, there's something good there about, about the rain. Um and that games don't get canceled unless it's really terrible, but we know what happened against El Paso a couple of years back when we had the craziest storm, but game still went on. <laughs> um but uh, moving on on the some of the signings that we got, and I actually labeled them by date so we can kind of keep track of when they were signed. So first one, and we're not counting, of course, the re-signings that already happened, right? These are new guys. Um, happened on December 15th. We got Luther Archimede, which um, I probably didn't well, pronounce it right. And Jared, I you can correct me. Captain Luther Archimede. Archimede. Okay. He's okay. from uh, Guadeloupe, which is a uh, French-speaking country. So that's why I responded, Bienvenue, uh, Luther. So okay. just to kind of keep that in mind. So maybe we could have Abby Fangle to help help us out with some French. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we, we need to do some more <laughs> French here, especially when we have players that, you know, we want to say the last name right. And so, uh, yeah, it's good that we're starting to practice that. But um, Luther comes to us from New York Rebels 2, where uh, he had 14 appearances, scored three goals. And uh, before that, he was with uh, Sochaux, which hopefully I said that right, in uh, France as a league. Uh, and so uh, quite an interesting background coming from France. And also um, he's had a game with the Guadalupe national team, which if y'all can recall in past Gold Cups, it's actually quite a competitive team because they do have a lot of players that come from first and second division in France. And so uh, I'm really interested to to see what, what he brings to the table. And, you know, unfortunately he hasn't had that much playing time in recent years. I mean, last or this year, I should say he only had 14 games, only three goals. And for a forward, you know, it's a little bit of a struggle when you don't have that many goals, but he is a tall guy. He's six foot three inches. So maybe he's, he's good with those headers. And so, We'll see. We'll see what happens there. But yeah, that, you know, that's my only worry. I don't know how you guys feel. So six foot three. I mean, think about Derek. He was like six one, if not a little, little more. And, you know, we utilized him as, you know, that big kind of when he was in, he was kind of like a, he played a variety of roles. But I can see that the game, the sport is changing a wee bit. We've never had a super tall guy up front except Justin Braun way back in 2014 and 15. And that was, and also Adam John. So if you think about the guys that have come before and the systems of play that they've played in the tall, you know, six foot three strikers and some of the guys we've um, like took, was it Tacoma who we played against that had that really tall center striker that we hated because he was like the only old guy on the team, but he was tall. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I think there's a system of play that maybe coach is looking for with somebody like this. Is he going to be a starter based on the stats? I don't know. It kind of looks a little suspect. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how everybody fits in. You know, this is the USL. This is not MLS. Um, and this is definitely not Europe. So It'd be it'd be interesting, but if you think about those teams that had those tall 
strikers like Adam, Adam John playing for Orange County. I mean, he was deadly because he beat everybody in the air and he was compatible with some of the tall defenders. He could get to things, you know, versus a tiny guy. And also one other thing that catches my eye, he played for the Syracuse Orange. (laughs) My mom's side of the family is from Syracuse. You know, (laughs) definitely basketball fans. Our football program sucks, but (laughs) the soccer, the soccer program is good. So just to see another orange in Northern California, especially playing for our team, that's going to be a plus. So I love that so far. Oh, you're killing me. I'm sure if he listens to this, he's going to love hearing the fact that you, you know, the Syracuse, the Orangemen, you know, that whole linkage there. That's that's quite hilarious. That's good. Way to bring that one in. Who's next? Yeah. So next we got one of a couple Dannys. Danny Reynolds. And you saw the comment. Yeah, this yeah. is the dance team. And they'll all turn around and say, you're right. <laughs> Can we get a fourth? Dan, maybe we can get a fifth there. There's still room on the roster, right? Maybe some guys could change their name to Dan, and then we could just have a team of Dan's. Dan it. In USL news today, the Sacramento franchise has now changed their name to Sacramento Dan Clan FC. (laughs) It's the Uh. Danny Club. (laughs) And we got our own Danny Troy, of course, also part of our State of the Republic team, uh, and also Los Unicos. founder too so yeah yeah that's true <laughs> yeah there's there's more i don't know if there's anyone in the front office but if there isn't then go hire someone even if it's someone in ticket sales that has the name danny or daniel and they're dan as well or danny I, i've got i've got just the guy spray dan bring him in when we play against san diego <laughs> Oh, this is going to be fun. We need to have some nicknames or they need to come up with their own nicknames and then we can just take it from there. You know, we will, you know, so it's like (laughs) Reynolds. So we have Danny Reynolds and we have the first Dan, our number. uh, Yeah. Oh, gosh. (sighs) So Danny Reynolds, he he was signed on December 16th. Uh, He he plays left back. Um, He's from England. He comes to us from an MPSL team called uh, Southern States uh, Soccer Club. But previous to that, in 2020, he played with uh, Tacoma Defiance, and he was selected 35th overall in the 2020 MLS draft by the Sounders. And then before that, he's got some college experience as well. And so what do you guys think about this guy? He comes to us from MPSL, so I'm wondering what your thoughts. He's a a legitimate lefty. He has a left peg. There's a lot of people that are already on social media who I know, including Johnny Buckle, Paul Buckle's son. They're all like thrilled that this guy's coming in. I think he's going to be a pistol. I think his personality is going to be bigger than James Kiffy, but that's a hard, you know, that's a hard bar to, you know, pass. But I think, I think with this guy, you're going to see a, you're going to see personality like crazy. And I, with the left peg, if he's any, if he's good, as people have said, this is going to be a blast having a, a, you know, a, a, a lefty on the left side. I love it. Yeah. And it's also tough to find left backs too, right? Not always easy. Yeah. Legit left backs, you know, ones that that's where they want to play. They've got a left (laughs) foot. I mean, the last really solid left back we had uh, besides um, what's his name that played for El Salvador was uh, James Kiffey. I mean, that's the last legit left back that we had. I mean, that was a lefty. Barona, right? I think you were. Yeah, Juan Barona, right? Okay. Yeah, you're right, and he was a lefty as well, and he played a legit left back. It's just he spent a little bit of time injured, so that was tough. But uh, Kiffy, Kiffy was a he was a legend at the left back position. I know Shannon Gomez was playing it, and Duke had to fill in for a little bit of that. Um, But but I think it's great that we're going to get Danny Reynolds and got to keep him healthy. Whoever we get, got to stay healthy. Yeah, I mean, to finally have someone uh, good at on the default left, I mean, that's definitely going to help us out. I mean, because I, I know we've kind of struggled the past season uh, when attacking from the left-hand side. I mean, we had Tyler Blackwood and, and his um, really weird cross that ended up scoring. But who knows? Maybe Danny can emulate that, maybe start uh, – knocking some goals from the left-hand side that we badly need. So this is definitely a welcome signing. There you go. Perfect. Uh, 
I just hope he gets really up to speed in preseason, right? Because again, just uh, in me looking at his appearances, he hasn't played all that much since his college years where he actually did play full seasons. And so I'm a little cautious on, on that side. So hopefully he, he understands that and he, you know, practices double everyone else, right? Because he's, he's got a lot of catching up to do. So Connor and any of the guys that are listening to this, you know, kind of put a bug in the guy in Danny Reynolds ear and just say, you be ready for preseason when preseason comes. Don't overtrain in the offseason, but be ready. You know, let's not spend three months getting up to speed. And by this time, you know, we're a quarter through the season. So be be ready to jump in. We're good in Sacramento and we expect a lot. Yeah, well said. <laughs> yeah. What's next? So next, uh, December 20th, uh, we got a former academy guy who uh, last played with CSU Northridge. He's a midfielder. His name is Giovanni Aguilar. Um, he actually comes to us again from uh, playing with Northridge, where he actually had 71 starts and 72 appearances. Fantastic, right? He just missed uh, uh, one game. And uh, he got three goals and 11 assists uh, during that time. And so great numbers. And not just that, but I think something motivational to any academy guy who might be thinking about playing college, right, first and, and potentially making a comeback. And so for us to be able to sign a guy who played with us before, who went, got his college experience, and now he's returning to us is really great. And uh, we did some research. He's a psychology major. So hopefully, you know, if, if we don't get a psychologist for the team, like we spoke about a while back, Sharon, uh, I hope that he shares some of that psychology knowledge with everyone. And we, we see a team that is um, better on the pitch, right? And doesn't really fall back whenever we're losing. So hopefully he uses that. I hear you. What, what I do y'all think? You. Well, he comes to us from all of her. So definitely a lo- local uh, product. Uh, and really, I, unfortunately, I've not really seen a whole lot of academy uh, output. But, uh, you know, if he's good enough to be signed you know, for the senior club, I mean, there's possibly reasons for it. So we'll definitely keep our eyes on Gio. And Gio, don't worry. Given the uh, psychology major, I'm not going to be doing any uh, peanuts or Charles Schultz memes. I can't afford the uh, cease and desist uh, lawsuits. <laughs> I like what you said. <laughs> That's funny. Luis, I like what you said, that if we, if, you know, to have somebody motivational on the team, you know, psychology is one thing. Sports psychology is quite another. And he's getting his master's. I don't know what in, but that, you know, he's pursuing his master's degree now. And, you know, what, what a blessing to know that he is very like out front with what his goals are scholastically. And I know a lot of the other guys do have, um, you know, they have degrees and they've, some of them have fallen back into their degree to continue to, you know, work after soccer. But if, if Gio is actually in psychology and sports psychology, a blessing, because, you know, you'd, y'all need somebody that could possibly bounce ideas off of and be internally motivational. So I, I think that's great. Plus, I like his stats for uh, his playing stats. When you have 11 assists, it basically, no, you it, it shows that you know how to put the ball at somebody else's feet so they can finish it up. And just, the, you know, it's nice to see that. And I'm hoping he's a little bit of a runner because we need to give Luis Felipe a little bit of a break because a D-mid and a, another true midfielder. You know, we need guys that, that can get up and down the pitch and aren't afraid to track back. We had a little issue with that last season, and I'm hoping it gets fixed this season with uh, the team moving as a unit. And Gio, we need to have make sure that you're very vocal with getting everybody on board with the team moving as a unit. Everybody drops back when you know we're playing defensively or we're trying to rebuild the play. Everybody moves forward with the team when we're on the attack. You know, so um, this is a this is a solid signing. I think he might be similar to Jaime Villarreal too. Like, I uh, yeah, I, I could see him as a replacement for him. And like I said earlier, it's just great that we're bringing back an academy guy. And if he's anything like our current academy guys are, we know that they they play for the crest, right? I mean, you're born 
totally. in the team and and you want yeah. more players like that who, who can do that and I also got to say shout out to him because he out of all the new guys here he's the one that actually follows us on Twitter and he's been doing that for a while even before he actually got signed so shout out to him I'm not sure when he started following us I, it may have been a couple of months ago but when I went and checked his Twitter he was following us so so dude you got to tag him <laughs> you got to tag him when when this pod drops just make sure you put, you know, and we talk about at Geo, you know, it's like tag everybody that we talk about, see if they'll uh, pick us up and listen. That would be awesome. Oh, yeah. And if you are one of those that listen, thank you. Uh, if you want to say anything on Twitter, mention us, uh, feel free to. But otherwise, we, we thank you for listening to us and we welcome you to Sacramento. Yeah. And if you ever want to be on the pod, just drop us a note. We are easy. As a matter of fact, speaking of Academy, my neighbor's son is, uh, he's like, I want to be on the podcast. And it's like, oh, I don't know. Can we get him? He's like a U14 or U15 player. And he's like ready to be on the pod. His dad <laughs> wants to be on the pod. So I think that's kind of cute too, to let other people uh, be interviewed by us. <laughs> so moving on to the next uh, signing that, that we got to, this was um, as of our recording right now, yesterday on, on the 21st. Danny Vitiello, uh, he is another goalkeeper and highly notable achievement. In 2020, he was the USL Championship Golden Glove winner. So this is a fantastic signing uh, because the guy won that and he played with Pittsburgh Riverhounds previously last year, uh, or or I should say over the past two years. And awesome team. Uh, I don't know if you all have seen them in, in the Eastern Conference, but they always have a competitive team and whatnot. So I'm really excited to see what he brings to the pitch. And yeah, I think it's going to be really good competition for Saldana. And with those accolades of getting the golden glove, I don't know. I don't know who's going to be our starter goalkeeper anymore. How do you two feel? Well, Pittsburgh has always been a strong team, at least as of late. I mean, they've definitely made the push deep into the playoffs. Uh, I've, Seeing this, the Highmark Stadium a few years ago when I was leaving on a trip to Pittsburgh. And as soon as I saw that, thinking, okay, now this is this is a tough team. You're playing out in the elements, and you've got guys like this, like Danny Vitiello. I've seen some of his video. He has made some amazing saves. So it's just going to be great to see him play uh, on our side, out on a West Coast team. I know uh, if, there, if Pittsburgh has had any uh, sore spot is with uh, Romeo Parks a few years ago, but he's ancient history. Pittsburgh, I would say if it weren't for Tampa Bay, I could easily see Pittsburgh uh, go deeper into the uh, playoffs. But now that we have uh, Danny V, who knows? I mean, But yes, it is going to be a definite competition for the, the starting uh, spot for a goalkeeper now. And I think that's a very interesting thing. And I want both of them to be hungry. Um, We had one season where there were two goalkeepers that were equally incredible and awesome. And I want to say it was Evan and Patrick. Anyhow, the vying for the number one spot was intense. And I'll tell you what, either one of them back then could have like done it and stepped in. And I, I love that. Um, the bite that two goal, two very good goalkeepers can bring to the team. But so this is the, this is like seriously exciting. It's almost like teeth gnashing uh, for these guys. I, I don't know what Carlos Saldana thought when he saw that Danny V was getting signed, you know, Carlos is quite a bit younger. Um, so if you think about it, you know, he has a little edge that way, as far as youth, you know, that youthfulness um, that eh, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, or maybe they are about the same age. Who knows? We've got an East Coast, West Coast thing going on. We've got Carlos is our West Coast guy. And then uh, Danny V is, or Daniel, I don't know if he wants to be Daniel V or Danny V. He's uh, he's our East Coast guy. So Danny v, Danny v sounds like a good nickname. I think yeah, uh, Danny I'd go v. with that. Danny V yeah. is uh, the guy. He's Just probably been called Danny. that. He's probably been called that all his life. But if it's East Coast... Hey, hey, Danny V, Danny V, get over here. Yeah, so. It's a good, it's a good New York name. Yeah. yeah. 
Give yeah, me some be- pizza while you at it. Give me some pizza. <laughs> I, I, I could see the substitution now uh, coming off Carlos Saldana and then coming on hey it's got to be over here oh yeah we gotta oh yeah we, we're gonna have fun with it. <laughs> we're gonna have fun with that yeah so uh, next up yeah. we have the brand new guy brand new he's gonna have a new car smell because he's the newest one but that'll wear off really fast yeah, so brand new signing just then this morning as, as we're recording as Zeko Lewis. Uh, he is uh, from Bermuda. He's also played with the national team in Bermuda and for quite a while, actually, since 2011. So 10 years, 33 games, 11 goals. Uh, he kind of switches back and forth between midfield and forward. So you got a player who can play both roles. And he last played uh, for the last three years, actually, with uh, Charleston Battery. Um, making 67 appearances and scoring 18 goals. And so what are you guys' thoughts on on this guy? He clearly has a lot of experience if we keep he, looking back. He and, does, um, but oh. he's, a, he's a little guy. So think um, he, he's another one of our – he's another little guy. Uh, oh, gosh. We, we already have a, a short little guy. Not little. I shouldn't say <laughs> little. Um, but we have now two uh, two guys – striker quality Malik Foster, who's kind of a, a smaller guy, um, fast as lightning. And then you have uh, Zico, who's also kind of smaller in stature. He's 5'7", um, who plays midfielder folder. But look at his, uh, you know, his appearances, his goals, his potential for that. If you look at his stats and his, his appearances, uh, he had 18 goals in uh, – for over two year period for Charleston battery. That's nice. You know, that's nice. So would love to see more of that. It sounds like he's a sneaky, fast, skillful, skillful guy who's looking forward to playing for us. Again, we're bringing somebody from the East coast coming out here to the West coast. Good luck with that. You know, it's we're this is, you're going to style of life is way different. We're pretty chill out here on the West coast. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen a video of him. I mean, he just sneaks in there and strikes, and that's what we need. We need a striker that gets in there, just fires off the shots as quickly as possible in the best opportunity as possible. We've unfortunately have been kind of uh, very shy on actually getting the shot off. This guy's once he once he gets in a good lane, boof, 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 gets those goals uh, shots off. So I definitely love this addition. I mean, it's going to be great to watch. Yeah, and, and I think good. even if you're shorter, uh, sometimes short guys are faster, right? They, they, they can bring a little more speed. And, uh, well, They're, if you're short, I'm short too, right? Because we're, we're about the same height. <laughs> no, here's what the deal is. Their first step is fast. Their first three steps are faster than some of the taller guys. You know, so, but, I mean, look at Nabi. Once he gets three strides under him, he'll beat you every single time. But these, these short guys, the first step, First two steps are fast. That basically means they can get away from you no matter who. So so he'll be he'll be deadly against defenders that are notoriously not as quick. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward. <laughs> this could be exciting. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. Can't wait to talk about the format, though, now that we're back to conferences. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's get right to it because this is something that we were hoping would happen. And uh, we hope it stays that way, right? As long as there's no change to variants and we don't get another one and all that stuff doesn't go down. And so here's how it's going to work out. So we're going to have two conferences, right? As was the case a couple of years back, Eastern, Western. Uh, Eastern Conference gets 14 teams. Uh, the Western Conference gets 13 teams. And out of each conference, seven teams qualify. And so basically only six teams are not going to make it in the Western Conference. And so uh, we are in a better conference because the East has one more team and they still only get seven spots. So I'm just saying if we don't qualify for the playoffs, then this is really terrible because there's seven <laughs> teams that can make it out of 13. I mean, yeah. I don't know how Math- you feel. <laughs> Mathematically, it looks good. But the cool thing is the travel is all southern i mean we're kind of the most northerly aside from colorado 
latitude on the latitude of the globe or on the Western Conference, we're like the most northern team. Get out because we lost some of the two teams, mm-hmm. you know, the MLS two, two teams. But one of them stuck in there, LA Galaxy 2. They stayed, which I find very – I want to talk about that. What gives them – what gives them the right to stick around when MLS, you know, they have the pro, they have their second division. So, I don't know. Well, maybe we'll to beat them. There's actually other teams that will be leaving USL in 2023, uh, Los Dos being one of them. Uh, as far as this year, we did see Real Monarchs and Tacoma Defiance uh, depart uh, the league. So, they're gone from uh, USL. They're going to be playing in MLS Next Pro. Uh, you'll also notice that Austin Bold FC is not on that list because they were recently purchased by a new Texas ownership group. So they're going to be spending 2022 uh, relocating and rebranding the club. Uh, That's right. There is there is talk that they're going to stay within Texas. I would put money that the team ends up uh, moving to the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, possibly even Arlington, given the uh, the history of the new ownership group. Uh, but, of course, we can't forget we have our new debutante in uh, Monterey Bay, the FC Union, who will be playing mm. on the campus at CSU Monterey Bay. Oh, yeah. We're looking forward to that. We're, we're starting to make travel plans, and so that schedule better come it's- out soon. <laughs> You guys, as soon as that schedule hits, man, we've got to have like a two night, you know, you you arrive on a Friday night, you don't leave till Sunday and Mm. you just have the best time. We've got to plan all that. So if anybody else is planning to do that, let us book our hotels first, then you guys can come in. Okay. All right. Sounds good. (laughs) We'll stay with the team. Where's the team staying? Probably in the Del Monte, you know, that Hyatt there, that's a, the Del Monte by the golf course. That's probably where they'll put the team. Who knows? Wait, who's the hotel sponsor for Monterey Bay? I don't think they've uh, got that figured out as of yet. So, I mean, they, they barely had some updates on their websites, um, but I don't know. That'll be something to, to look into. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely look into that. And, and if we could book a room there, then we'll be there with the team and, and do that. And Jared, I don't know if you're, coming down as well but if you are oh i'll, I'll get put those this days way off. <laughs> i'll put it this way my my work just recently announced we're getting five more floater days and i've got hours to carry over from this year so there's definitely gonna, gonna be time off available so Dude, i'm looking forward to this monterey trip you could so fly into san jose even monterey has an airport but you could just fly into san jose and it's just right there well not just right there but it's a whole lot closer to san jose than anywhere else to fly into my, my plan and it's uh, still up uh, still uh, to be decided there's train service from either flagstaff or maricopa arizona to la union station and then a train from la to salinas and then a bus up to monterey and i'll probably do that one way and then fly back from monterey to sky harbor nice but, You've but, got you know, dialed in. Yeah, this is this has got to be a thing. This is definitely got to be a thing. So this is so funny. We're, we la- before last season, we were all like excited about taking trips to Oakland and playing. <laughs> you know, going to the games in Oakland, and we kind of tried once June Juneteenth, mm-hmm. and that was a bust, but it was fun. And then the next time we played them, we ended up going to Livermore. <laughs> it wasn't even Oakland. And then I think there was one more time we played them in Oakland and we're like, oh, we're over it. <laughs> we're not even going to go. <laughs> so the, the nice shininess of Oakland is worn off. I'm so sorry, guys. Well, they at least have that new, well, quote unquote, new training facility now that they. Oh my uh, gosh, I saw that the Raiders old facility looks awesome. Yeah. For some reason, only for one season, though. I don't know why just for one season. This is what I've been hearing. Probably all they can afford. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right now. That might be really expensive. It's not cheap. Yeah. Um, well, the good thing is that Monterey is going to have a, a good stadium. Uh, the pitch is going to be good. So if we do make the trip out there, Especially with having hotels booked and all that, it's not looking like they would actually like say that the game's unplayable because of the pitch. So I'm happy about that. <laughs> I don't want to go through that again. Yeah, because they're actually yeah. renovating Cardinal Stadium as we speak. So it there's no choice. It has it has to be ready. You know, with all the off season work that they're doing on the stadium. So security may be a l- little bit thick because uh, we have to remember that CSU uh, Monterey Bay is on what used to be Fort Ord, which was a, right. a, a yeah. military base. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. So but without a doubt, it's going to be the best venue to play at. I don't know how y'all feel, but perfect weather. You got a lot to do around there. And, and yeah. The beach. the beach. I'm bringing my bicycle. That's for certain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be all, all good. So hopefully we get that schedule announced soon. Um, It, it is scheduled to be announced sometime in January, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. So we could start making plans everyone could start asking for days off from work and we can all start buying our tickets and yeah. make sure that we get a lot of people there it would be really nice to get a good amount right even 500 people maybe right more the merrier of course yep. but 500 at least would be nice <laughs> so i i'm looking yeah. forward to even some of this other travel now that i'm a little more free i mean if they if they do the schedule right where the team can actually do Rio Grande Valley and maybe, you know, uh, El Paso, you know, RGB and El Paso is just kind of like bundle the Texas games and bundle some of the other games like Colorado and New Mexico. So the team can, when they're traveling, they can be away and hit those games and then come home, that kind of thing. I'm looking forward to seeing how they, how it unfolds for the guys, see how well that is. Oh, yeah, but bundle Monterey in Oakland. Monterey on Saturday, <laughs> Oakland on Wednesday. It just means we're extending our, our stay in the Bay. <laughs> That's right. Vacation, vacacion. Uh, yeah, we need a vacation. So what we do know now is that uh, 34 games are going to be played from March 11th to October 15th. So we're finally going to go back to season opener being in March versus being in May, which is really awesome, and playoffs actually ending um first week of november possibly i think or second um or, uh, yeah yeah we, we actually have a date for that too so the final would be sometime between november 10 and 14 so back back on schedule back on track um all the teams are going to play against their conference opponents twice uh such as once at home once away uh, i think giving more meaning to those special games especially against oakland and monterey now uh, because you're not going to be playing against them four times so <laughs> you got to make sure you win the series there um, and then any remaining games uh, are going to be played against any uh, interconference opponents uh, with an even split between home and away, similar to how it happened um, other seasons where we played against a random team from the East, um, which hopefully we get the the team that is doing uh, a lot worse like we did with the Red Bulls two last season. So uh, here's hoping for that. And it's going to be guaranteed that there'll be five away matches against those uh, clubs as well. So for all we know, I mean, they could be going to Tulsa. They could be going to uh, Hartford, uh, maybe even Tampa Bay. We'll, we'll have to wait until next month and see. Yeah, I hope we don't have to go to Tampa Bay. Uh, I, yeah, that, that would be that would be a tough game to to go away over there and play against them would be something that, else. <laughs> that and they'd have to kick me out for defacing all the Tom Brady statues over there. So, <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also if we go to Tampa Bay, it better well not be. If we have to go there, it better not be in July or August. Oh my Ooh. lord, ick! You know, if we do, if we do an interconference, and it has to be there, please make it like super early in the in the year. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Um, and then, Anyhow. as I mentioned before, right, the playoffs, um, top seven teams are going to qualify from each conference, and a really neat thing that they're going to do this uh, season is that uh, the top position team is actually going to uh, skip the first round move on to the next and so you get that prize of not only being uh, the regular season champion of your conference but also being uh, able to skip that first game so I hope our team gets motivated because if you get that first place it's basically like you get a week off right and and you get to skip that and wait for the other teams to battle it out so and then also one other item as well, once it once the quarterfinals are done, the seedings are actually going to be sh uh, reshuffled or, or uh, have realigned. So ultimately, that top seed takes on the lowest uh, surviving seed. So that's another thing to keep an eye on. Yeah, and that it's really good that they're doing that because it's, it's only fair for <laughs> the top team to play against uh, whatever team barely made it, right? So yeah. Good stuff. So moving on to our, our last uh, bit of piece of news that we have here. So we got an update from 
the U.S. Open Cup for next year. Um, good news, it's still happening as of now, unless any crazy thing happens with this very end ending happens again that causes them to push it away. But I really hope not because we haven't seen Open Cup since 2019. And, you know, it, the more you start to not see it, the more I get scared that we might never see it again. And we got to keep it alive because it's actually the oldest tournament in sports history in the United States, which I wasn't even aware of until recently. And so uh, we got to keep that going on more because it's one of those things where any team in the entire country, no matter amateur, whatever you are, you have a chance at playing against higher uh, division teams. And so um, we're not quite sure yet if Sac Republic will be playing. Um, I'm assuming that we will, but we're going to find out a little bit more uh, next month. Uh, but in the event that we will be playing, uh, USL championship teams are going to be entering in the second round, uh, which is going to be played uh, between April 5th to April 7th. And so should be interesting. And again, we're going to find out more uh, next year because uh, all uh, professional divisions have a confirmation deadline of December 31st um, to state what teams from their division are going to be attending uh, these different that'll, rounds. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, it'd be really interesting. It's kind of weird how they're kind of changing things up. But so that's just, we just got to wait till the end of the year and see how it unfolds. Yeah. And, and just a heads up for everyone uh, who might, might not be familiar with what you get aside from just being champion, right? And moving on and playing MLS teams and all, whatnot. Well, the winner of the US Open Cup actually gets $300,000 in prize money, right? Which for MLS teams, it might be like chump change, right? <laughs> for what they get. Um, but runner-up gets a hundred thousand dollars, and um, not only that too, but whatever team advances the furthest from any of the lower divisions actually gets twenty-five thousand dollars in cash prize. So, right, and um, they, in that the would past, be nice. <laughs> yeah, in the past, what they've done with the cash prizes, they actually have divided it up, you know, for the for to the players in some cases. You know, they'll take take it. You know, you have twenty-five players, they each get a grand kind of thing. But who knows? We'll see what happens. But then you you also notice that um, uh, the uh, qualification, if you win the, the Open Cup, you qualify for CONCACAF Champions League. You get a berth in the 2023 CONCACAF Champions League, which is super special. So that would be really cool too, right? Yeah, that, that's the major grand prize, right? And, and I'm so glad that they still have that going on. You still get that possibility. And, you know, for anyone who hasn't seen it in, like, its history – uh, it's happened before, right? I mean, it, of course, it's mostly always MLS teams winning it. But um, a while back, when in the 90s, there were the Rochester Rhinos, right? The famous uh, Rhinos who, they, they were a lower division team beating an MLS team, which granted, you know, was in the 90s and MLS was still, you know, relatively new, but it happened, right? And if it happened, there's hope. And uh, and then a couple years ago, before Cincinnati made it to MLS, they reached the uh, semifinals, if I remember correctly, um, as well. So, you know, it, you never know. It could happen. Yeah. Of course, we should we should be familiar with Rochester as well, because given the fact that they, they actually did play in the USL uh, up until a few years ago, uh, actually, Rochester won the USL Cup, I want to say 2015 or, or 2016. Uh, so really not that far afterwards. Uh, they are uh, uh, coming back, though. But they, they will be joining as Rochester uh, New York FC and MLS Next Pro. But yes, I mean, Rochester, and I'm trying to think who else. They did have deep runs uh, recently in the Open Cup. So maybe that could be in the cards for Republic FC if, if uh, things look up. Yeah, or at the very least, you know, get, get that 25 grand, right? Just make it the furthest from all the other teams and. Uh, be able to give all the players uh, a good bonus, right? Because at our level, if each player gets a thousand dollars, like Sharon was saying, that that's actually a really decent bonus. And so I hope that if we get the chance to play, you know, the players give it their all and and give us a really good show, like we've gotten yeah. right LAFC earthquakes when we went to play against them in the last editions that we've been a part of. Um, we had really interesting games, and we gave them a good run for their money. So that's why I'm excited for this tournament to come back, but also hopefully Republic also being a part of it. 
Cool. Well, uh, one last note I actually had uh, for anyone listening, if you haven't already heard the announcements from the team, they are going to be having their uh, yearly open tryouts on uh, January 15th and 16th. And the neat thing about these tryouts is that, you know, that they always guarantee that at least one player who attends the this uh, tryout session is actually going to get a chance to train with the team um, in preseason and potentially even get a chance to get a professional contract, which has happened before. If you all remember a couple of years back, we had Ash Apollon uh, actually uh, was one of those. And, uh, you know, he, he's been still active with other clubs, right? Um, and so it's it's great. It happens. And I think, Sharon, you also mentioned uh, um, at some point also that Emra, I think, right, also came from yeah, these tryouts. Right. So, you know, it's it could happen. You know, you just got to go and uh, get your opportunity to to be there. And if you know anyone who, you know, might potentially want to go or, or if you're unsure, like, just forget about being unsure. Just go for it and just say that you tried because at the end of the day, that's that's all that really matters. And you could potentially be there and. As I always say, we want players who play for the crest and what better than a guy who actually goes and tries out and, and all that to play for the crest if he actually makes it. So good luck to, to everyone who, who goes to that. Well, Jared, Sharon, uh, any final parting words? Well, uh, at the time of recording, uh, it's due to be due to being his uh, final sports cast, but I do want to give a major uh, lifelong golazo of gratitude to Fox 40's Jim Crandall. He is retiring. His final sports cast is going to be at 10.50 p.m. Pacific uh, tonight at the time of recording. So probably by the time this uh, podcast is released, he'll finally be in the retired life. But I have grown up watching him and Lonnie Wong on on, on Channel 40 even before it became Fox. So that. Uh, He's brought us so much in sports, Sacramento sports history, sports of the day. So thank you, Jim Crandall. If you're listening to this, you know, even even more so, thank you very much. If not, maybe we can make you a fan. You, you'll have a lot more free time now. I like what you said. That's awesome. Uh, way to recognize good old Jim Crandall has been around for forever, right? Um, and as far as golazos of gratitude and final words i just wish everybody happy holidays and i think we have received golazos of gratitude or golazos of information that feel like christmas presents to us by having all these players announced all these players re-signed and watching the roster get rebuilt um and i i'm just real pleased with that and pleased with the fact that the Sacramento Republic is moving ahead, moving strong. They've done some really good things. Love to, they can't wait to see how the schedule drops in January. So to everybody, happy holidays. If you're listening, we appreciate you. Um, Connor, we <laughs> we always have to say a Connor shout out everywhere we go. Um, appreciate you too. And um, hey, stay sweet, Sacramento. One thing I want to say now that you mentioned Connor as well is that um, we are actually going to be on the Breakaway podcast, uh, as uh, y'all heard when we interviewed Connor. Uh, we were still coordinated today. At this point, it's already been recorded, so <laughs> we already know that you know it'll be released. Uh, I believe it'll be sometime next week, uh, unless that changes, right? But last we heard, I think it was going to be like next week. So go over to the Breakaway, subscribe, so you can hear what our, sh- our show will be about. Um, it's going to be a really interesting one and we had a blast and being a part of it. So shout out to Connor for giving us that opportunity to uh, jump on his podcast and be able to talk about Sac Republic on there as well. I mean, it, it really feels like an honor to be able to be a part of anything official for the team. And so we were really happy to have gotten that opportunity. Cool. Well, everyone uh, have happy holidays uh safe driving if you'll be traveling out, out of town and uh this won't be the last episode of 2021 uh our next episode will actually be an interview that we'll do with a former Sac Republic player and that one will actually be the last episode so we'll say happy new years for the next episode so we'll save that don't worry you'll still be able to hear us as well Sharon Jared thank you so much for being on as usual have happy holidays as well safe uh holidays as well 
And everyone, thank you so much for listening to us. And we'll see you next week with our last episode of 2021. Have a great night. Bye, everybody. Happy holidays. And I think I froze, which is weird because I'm not. I actually, I'm actually directly plugged in onto my thing. And I froze. Elsa! <laughs> you guys can hear me though, right? Yeah, yeah we, we, we can oh, hear okay. you. That's so weird. Uh, I think it might just be my camera because I'm hooked up. Like I'm hooked up to uh, the Ethernet, so it shouldn't be that way. But uh, I'm looking at myself frozen, so it's <laughs> it's so funny. Of course, it always happens. The freezes and and your face is always a funny face, but. <laughs> Yeah, feel free to take a screenshot if yeah, I, I won't I won't judge. <laughs> uh, well everyone I can't even see you. <laughs> I, I, I'm on my iPad so I don't even see you. I'll have to put I'll have to change the view of everything here so that I can see you. Well this oh, camera's okay. blacked out on my end as well. I mean I'm I'm just getting audio from him. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, Luis is just a black square. Oh there oh you're oh now it's just your picture. Nope, still a black square. Alright, let's see if it goes back. <laughs> Poor Luis. <laughs> I swear to God, I think the I think he's got squirrels running his. Uh, All right, there we go. Now back. Okay, it, it was my Wait. camera probably then. Yeah, because I'm like I'm hooked up to Ethernet. Everything oh, he's got that good. light shining on him again. That light from above. Oh yeah. He's, Ooh, yeah, um, he's got that light. It's it's giving me ideas, you know, for like future shows. <laughs> Actually, uh, I think it's the angels on high have basically come and blessed you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have you What have you done? Where you needed the angels to come in? <laughs> right. <laughs> We're really great, and he was really super grateful for all the experiences that he went through with Sac Republic. Cool. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry Blooper about that. Material. It's good. It's- <laughs> no, it's. I, I had a messenger call. I apologize. I, I thought I put it on everything on vibrate, but seems oh, like no, you're, you're good. No, more more blooper stuff here, so hey, I, I like that. Sometimes when you put something on vibrate, it isn't all that bad. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, oh, S- oh. Ha- hashtag SOTR after dark. <laughs> sorry, sorry, mom. I hope you're not listening. <laughs> well, hey. I do. Oh, uh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Oh. No, you go well, ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> <All right. laughs>